You're listening to the Grind Hours Podcast. At the wall! See ya! See ya! Hello and welcome to the Grind Hours Podcast. It has been a while and there is some reasons for that. The, the main reason is I got a new job at ESPN. I went over that on the podcast. We will get into some of that as it pertains to why we're doing this podcast. Um, the second reason is two weeks ago tomorrow, that would be Friday, the, the 2nd of September, I got COVID two weeks ago. So isolation and all that and thank goodness it was only a fever and i didn't really have any other symptoms uh but covid finally got your boy two years into the 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 pandemic and the third reason is you know a combination of both Uh, and you know family time and all that and that that's you know whatever that's important as well so those three three things combined I haven't done a podcast in a while. And the news that made this podcast possible is very reminiscent of something that would happen on July 1st, not September 1st. And that yep. news is involving Donovan Mitchell and where he'll be playing basketball next season. So a little story. And if you heard the yes, that is a, uh, the Grind Howers Hall of Famer, Nick Paradis, one of the founding members of the play-by-play. He is in his charger stationary. Tim couldn't join. He was driving. His audio was terrible. We almost had a situation where we had to, uh, where I accidentally reported him to Zoom. So, Tim, I'm sorry. I didn't report you to Zoom. You'll be able to get on future Zooms. And John, John, I don't know where he is, but he's texting the group chat right now. So I will update everyone with his thoughts as we go along in the podcast, but I was listening to the K show. I'm off today. I was listening to the Michael K show with uh, Rothenberg and Rosenberg, a very Jewish vehicle, locks and cream cheese, Rothenberg and Rosenberg. Rothenberg is my guy. Peter, you say hello too. Um, I I, I love, I love both of them. Everybody at the station is great. That's story time for another day, but I was listening to the K show out for my walk and uh i get a ding on my phone from Woj, and i stop almost in the middle of the street and uh nick are you ready for the full trade details because you have not seen the full trade details yet uh, and i'm going to try to guess live on air what it was so do you know where he's going i know where he's going i know he's going to cleveland so yes donovan mitchell has been traded from the utah jazz to the cleveland cavaliers and in your guess, Nick, I will give you a caveat because this player cannot be traded because he's on a rookie extension and so is Donovan Mitchell. And that is one Darius Garland. So he is oh. off the table. Gotcha. Um, what is your guess? Uh, I'm going to guess based on some of the other big trades that we've seen in the game of basketball lately. Um, I'm going to guess... Colin Sexton. Okay. Evan Love. Okay. Um, three firsts. Okay. And two unprotected firsts. 
So you are kind of correct. All okay. right. You got Colin Sexton correct. And the, that detail is, uh, it's also interesting. Mm. Lori Marketing is going to the Jazz. The Cleveland's first round pick from this past April's draft, I believe it was April, but this past draft, oh no, that April, that's the NFL. This past June, July's draft. The past the 2022 NBA draft, Oshi and Anobi is going to Utah. As long as as well as, excuse me, three unprotected first round picks and two pick swaps. All right. Well, good thing to know that technical difficulties are still part of this podcast. Um Nick dropped. So we have Nick back on the line. Um I kind of felt like, you know. On air, there's too much parallels to on air stuff, but um, one more time for the trade Cleveland receives Donovan Mitchell, Utah receives Colin Sexton, Lori Marketing, Oceananobi, three unprotected first round picks, two pick swaps, and in the deal, Colin Sexton signs a sign in trade for four years, 72 million. So it is clear who Utah is building around. They have their building block. They have a war chest of picks, just like Oklahoma City. This is very, very reminiscent of what Oklahoma City did with both Paul George and Russell Westbrook. Nick, this does also have parallels to me, maybe just because of the you know time of year and sort of magnitude of this trade. This has Kyrie Irving to Boston sort of feel to it because Cleveland was out of nowhere. It was Knicks, 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 maybe Miami, not Cleveland. You're, 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 you're really onto something, I think. And the other big takeaway that I have from this whole ordeal is, you know, we call him the bank robber for a reason. Danny Ainge, once again, the professional swindler. Yes. You know, I, how many picks do they have? They've got, like, going to have, like, three first-round picks in, like, the next four drafts. I think their uh, pick totals are 13, and the, including their own. And um, Peter made a very interesting point on the K-Show. Oceananobi was their first-round pick this past year, so it's really, like, six, six picks, six first-rounders. And that well, happened again because Minnesota did the same thing in the Rudy Gobert trade. I forget who their first round pick was, but the, so the entire summer it was, well, no one's going to budge. Danny Ainge shit the trade market ridiculously high. No one's going to go at that price for Mitchell because the Gobert trade was so ridiculous. Well, Cleveland just did that. They just pulled the trigger on the same sort of trade. And I don't think it would be ridiculous to say Danny Ainge won them both and the fleecer is back fleecing. The bank robber has robbed another bank once in Minnesota this year, next in Cleveland. And however, in the short term, I really, really like this for Cleveland. Really, really like this for Cleveland. You know, the him and him and Darius Garland are going to be great together. With a- Jared Allen, with Kevin Love. They I mean, still, that, 
Yeah, they still have. They were a playoff team last year. I know it was a playing game, but they were a playoff team last year. They clearly showed signs of an upward trajectory. And this is a move where I think they're the fifth seed in the East next year. I was going to say this might this might put them over the edge, possibly into the the top four, top five conversation. And this is this is probably a, a top five backcourt in the NBA now with the two of them together. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's definitely a highlight reel. It's it's also another guy that you can add to the roster that has playoff experience and plays well in the playoffs. I think he averages like 32 points in both years of the playoffs that he's been in the past couple of years. And yeah, I who struggles when the, the lights are on. Right. No, he, 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 you know, laces him up extra tight and performs. Mm-hmm. Tim had an interesting joke that LeBron now requests a trade back to Cleveland. That would be hilarious. They don't have enough assets after this trade to to get LeBron back in Cleveland. And LeBron's probably kicking himself, saying, why the hell did I stay here in L.A. when I could have bounced after this year and play with Garland and Mitchell back in my back in Akron? Which, shout out to LeBron with for the uh, SI cover 20 years, I believe, after... Uh, I think it was almost to the day, 20 years almost to the day of his uh, Chosen One cover. He now has the, the was it the Chosen Sons cover is now the new SI? You're probably right. I haven't, I haven't seen it myself, so I can't say. So, again, this it's September 1st. This deal doesn't get done. Like, stuff doesn't happen this late in the NBA offseason. Oh, and it's incredible. The talk around the station and the talk on on the air was that this trade might be pushed until January and the Knicks were going to end up with them anyway. Well, I think the Knicks actually look good coming after this trade because you now know that the Jazz wanted R.J. Barrett plus the picks. And if you're a Knicks fan... I think you stay pat with R.J. Barrett, obviously, because they gave him the, the, the deal and they couldn't trade him after the deal. But with those picks, you can now build something, I think, the way that any New Yorker who's a sports fan wants teams to be built. They don't want to buy stars. Yeah, they'll no. buy it. Yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll welcome them in with open arms. No one's going to say, oh, get... You know, when Garrett Cole got here, no one was like, oh, my God, no, we don't want Garrett Cole. No, we welcome him in with open arms. But homegrown teams that succeed in this town are different than any other town in the country. And I just think that this is significant for the the Knicks because they are they they are driving that pole into the ground saying we are in with this youth movement we are in with rj barrett we are in with all of our first round picks we believe in this team and the progression and the development of our guys and the way that we've been drafting because they've had a couple of good drafts the past couple of years you know brent grimes really good pick quickly really good pick Toppin, we'll see rj barrett excellent pick so they're trying. They're kind of turning the clock around, and uh, or turning back time, I should say. 
and going it the old school, we're, we're going to build through the draft because we can't sign a, a, a star to save our lives. And it, maybe, the, you know, something like this propels a star next summer to say, hey, I, I can come in here too. There is a nuclear a nucleus built with this team that I can fit in with. Maybe mm-hmm. that's the case. And with all those picks, it's it's a win-win for Leon Rose and the Knicks. I really don't think if you're a Knicks fan, you can be that sad with not getting Donovan Mitchell. No, I don't think so either. I think this is a, a – I, I will say that I think Donovan Mitchell is a better player than R.J. Barrett. Right now, yes, rather, but maybe in five years, no. Right. You would rather have Donovan Mitchell right now than R.J. Barrett, but the Knicks, are, I don't think, are, are – I, I don't think this was a team where if you swapped that guy out and get the better player now that they're all of a sudden a finals contender. So I no. think that they made the right day, Pat, even though that's probably not going to be popular with a lot of Knicks fans. But it's kind said, of split, I think. That said, though – if if they if if RJ Barrett doesn't develop, which there's no reason to think that he won't develop, but if he doesn't, and Donovan Mitchell goes out and wins a championship in Cleveland, then the Knicks are going to have egg on their face yet again, and that's the worry. Oh well, then, yeah, and then that's the revisionist history and all the all the the people that have been hounding for for Mitchell will feel high and mighty, but again. I really think the Knicks are are tapping into something. I mean, it's a Knicks town anyway. This is a it's a basketball city. You could say what you want about baseball. You could say when the the Yankees and Mets are good. You could say what you want about the Jets and Giants. When the Knicks are good, there is nothing like it. And Bing Bong, yeah, Bing Bong is right. I I wish I had the drop. I w- I wish I had Anthony or or Harvey. To, to play the drop, man. I, I, re- I really wish, you know, for Ray, you know, anybody at the station. I wish I had my, I, I wish I had wide orbit in the drop board. Um, because I don't know. Let's get to, um, let's get to John and his thoughts. He said that, you know, it's pretty nuts. He, he's excited to see how, um, Mitchell will do in the East. Whoa. He says, I don't think they'll take it right away, but they're definitely a team to watch. So if I know anything about John, he's not bang, he's not betting on them this year. I mean, he's not a betting man to begin with. But he's not saying they're going to win the championship this year. But I think he's saying next year they could go for gold. And that's an interesting take because they wouldn't have their picks. I believe their cap situation is would uh would also be kind of in flux taking on the Mitchell contract already paying Darius Garland uh I believe Kevin Love has one more year on his deal after this year so you could maybe flip Kevin Love for for um I could be mistaken on that but I think no. you're right that was why I was I was thinking of Kevin Love as part of this trade as I figured that the part of it would be like getting a Kevin Love salary dump, you know, getting out from under that so you can do something else with the that position. But on the flip side, let's let, let's talk a little bit about Utah here. Yes. I really like this trade for two reasons. 
And that's Colin Sexton. You get him on now kind of a cost-effective deal. Four for 72 for a guy of his talent. Two years ago, he averaged, I think, like 25 and 6 for the for the uh, the Cavs. He was what Darius Garland was this year, two years ago for them. So if you get that guy back and fully healthy, that's an all-star that you that you can build around. And I really liked Oshie Ananobi's game at Kansas. I thought he was the best player in college last year. And his game, yes, there are some weak spots that will be exploited in the NBA in his rookie season and maybe in his sophomore season. But his potential, his trajectory is kind of what they just lost in Donovan Mitchell. That That, that is kind of the same scorer that Oshie Ananobi can be. And I think Ananobi is a little bit better of a three-ball shooter than uh, than Mitchell. Not kind of the same, uh, you know, finesse around the rim, but he's more like a, you know, if he's going to the rim, he's looking to dunk on your head. Yeah. He doesn't really have the maneuverability that, uh, that Mitchell possesses. But I think they're comparable in, in the way that they shoot the three and space the floor and stretch the floor in the fast break. But Sexton, he's a great player. I I, I really like him. Marketing, if you get the best version of him, he is a serviceable 3 and D guy. And then those three unprotected and the two pick swaps. I mean, when are NBA GMs going to learn? We, we always do an NBA roast every year talking about the cap space and the inability to get a cap number right. When are NBA GMs going to realize that trading away five picks is more often than not a death sentence for your franchise? I mean, I guess, well, I'm trying to think about if, if there's a time that it worked and I can't think of one. No, because usually when when a team does this, when they when they mortgage their future for and the Nets have done it twice. Okay. They did it in the, the KG Paul Pierce trade, which Danny Ainge was a part of. That was the first of his bank heists. Yes. He robbed Billy King blind, and I'm still upset about it to this day. Um then the Nets, you know, Prokhorov was like, ah, I don't want to win anymore. Let's tank. Uh so usually it's a change in philosophy. And mm-hmm. that change in philosophy is a death sentence. The only reason why it's not a death sentence for the Nets this time is they still have Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving for the time being. Could you imagine what a, a Durant trade would actually look like if Donovan Mitchell garners five picks and an all-star and a potential could-be all-star? I mean, you're you're dealing with at least you know, at least four or five unprotected first rounders, some pick swaps. I would say four and, and then, four. I would say four unprotected and four pick swaps is what you would plus like three all-stars for, for KD. And then you have to go with some kind of, you have to go with a player as well. You know? Right. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to think about that because I want, I want the Nets to win the NBA Finals this year. 
Hey kids, are those ancient records getting tiring in these troubled times? Finally time to get your ass off the couch and make something of yourself? Well, of course not, because there's yet another podcast you'll be recommended and not actually listen to. Put on your fun hats, we're on our way. You're damn right. All jokes aside, if you're a fan of the Grind Hours podcast with Joe Leo, you'll be right at home here. Want to know that the Ford Bronco is back? Guys, the Ford Bronco is back. Indeed, the Ford Bronco is back. Alongside those pressing news snippets, you'll get complaints about the Wilpons, Bobby Vanilla, and the New York Mets as well as riveting life advice from the resident love swami, Nicholas J. Parodies. I saw condoms in my son's plastic bag when we arrived at the house. Two packs with 36 each. Jesus Christ, dude. Subscribe at your local podcast depository, be it Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts. New episodes are posted weekly every Friday. For our weekly advice segment, please send us a message over at anchor.fm slash children's programming pod. We always look forward to hearing from you. SeatGeek is the number one ticket app for buying and selling tickets. Sports fans, music fans, comedy fans, theater fans, fans of tickets. Use my code GRINDHOUR to get into the building to get yourself a seat. Again, that's code GRINDHOUR at checkout for $20 off your first purchase at SeatGeek.com or the SeatGeek app. One more time, code GRINDHOUR. That's G-R-I-N-D-H-O. You are at checkout. Yeah, I every time I don't want to go through every single time it's happened, but I'm sure Minnesota it's not gonna work. I need a minute to collect. In, in, in L.A. with the Clippers, it hasn't worked. I think of the two of them, or of the three of them, I, I guess I should say, Cleveland probably is the best chance to make it work. Yeah, but we say that every time, dude. We say that every single time. And, and usually, in other sports, when you trade for the superstar, it works out for you. Football, it works out for you. Baseball, it works out for you. Hockey, it doesn't really happen that much. But in the other two sports, it usually works. When you do it in the NBA in recent memory, it doesn't work. Basketball is just different. Basketball is a sport where you need to build through the draft and spend your your free agent money wisely. Mm -hmm. And... I mean, this is what every superstar player wants. They want to pick where they want to go and... They want to, you know, basically hemorrhage the team that they're leaving. Their or hemorrhage the team that they're going for their future. Every player, and and rightfully so, is short term. I want to win this year. I want to win this year. I don't care about next year. I want to win this year. And you know, who's going to be that superstar that says, "No, nah, I'm all right." Let, maybe it's Giannis. Maybe it's Giannis. It could be because he's already got the ring. He doesn't have to prove anything else. Right, no, but he stayed there. He didn't and he, and he didn't, you know, ask the front office, like, hey, trade four first round picks for player X. I need a, I need another uh superstar here. He didn't he just, do that. Guys. So 
they were also they were also really shrewd. Like nobody thought Chris Middleton was going to be this. No, but still, like you know what I mean. Like even with Middleton, they still needed a third guy. And yeah, they got Drew Holiday, but they didn't give up four unprotected first round picks for Drew Holiday. No, they gave up one, I believe, for Drew Holiday. So I don't. I, I really don't get this move from Cleveland's point of view yet. Because they're they're not in their rebuilding process. They still have two rungs to go. This is a move, like you said earlier, where it's a championship bust or bust move. It is a move where you need to ensure that if you make this move next year, you are one of the two teams in the finals. Well, their hope is that they can skip a step. That's not how sports works. I agree, but that's I'm just saying that's what they're thinking. And when teams do skip steps, it's it's usually one. They usually get one, and then everybody gets greedy and wants to get paid, and they get paid and move on somewhere else, and they only get one. So I, I, I really don't get this move from Cleveland's point of view because – you have you had a young backcourt. These first round picks plus Ananobi, like this team. I, I really want to. Uh, I'm going to text Aaron Colafato after this because he's a huge Cavs fan. I want mm. his. I, I want to um, get his opinion on, on on this trade because you know this team was trending upward and it was a young team and a homegrown team. And again, that's how. Fan, ba- fan bases love homegrown guys, guys that y- they can cheer for for 10 to 15 years. And when you win with those guys, they're folk heroes. Yes. So in New York and and, and everywhere else. But, yeah, I, I, I really just don't get this. Nick, we're in fantasy draft season. To close this podcast, how would you rate this trade from either side? From like a uh, IBM Watson sort of uh, hmm. I'm given I'm given an A. I got to give an A to Danny Ainge. Okay. I think he. I think it was a great haul for what he he's getting a, a you know he's getting a, a great young guard, great young forward, uh, nice role player in in OG, and then multiple picks. You know you can't get much better than that for. Cabs, I want to just kind of cheap out and give an incomplete grade because we really know about them winning the title. But every fan, hold on, every fantasy team ever drafted, I don't care who you are, every grade should be incomplete. I'm but giving it the Cabs for the Cabs. I'm giving it a B minus. Okay, they gave up a lot and it's early, but there's no denying the guy's talent and there's no denying the fact that he will be successful there. It's just a question of will the rest of the team be successful as well. I agree with you with Utah's point of view. I think this is an A. I think they have set themselves up uh, in, in arguably a better situation than Oklahoma City has with the level of talent that they have already acquired plus the the, the hoard, the war chest of picks. Yes. So really quickly. We make the joke in baseball that if Sam Pre- or uh, Sam Presti, 
if um if the rays go calling don't pick up the phone just don't do it calls why take the call right so yeah if danny ainge calls I, i said this you know to uh to tom and and to harvey the other day when i was working when we were talking about uh a potential Mitchell to the Knicks trade. If Danny Ainge calls you, I'll pick up the phone, but I'm talking about his kids. I'm asking, you know, how's your son? I believe he has a daughter as well. How's your daughter? How are you doing in school? How's the wife? How's your <laughs> golf game? Okay, Danny, thank you so much. It was nice catching up with you. Boom. I, I'm, I'm not, I, I, that's all I'm talking to Danny Ainge about. Bye, buddy. Have a great life. Right. I, I, I'm not discussing business with him because if I discuss business with him, I'm going to get swindled. He's not a professional con artist. He's a professional bank robber. And, and when banks see them, see Danny Ainge walking down the street, they don't shut their doors. They open them as wide as can be. Mm-hmm. Doesn't make any sense to me. So Danny Ainge, Yet another A. It really it boggles my mind why teams trade with this guy. If I'm an owner, I'm going into my GM's office and says, if this guy calls, leave him on hold. We're not trading with Utah. We're not doing business with you. For Cleveland, I'm lukewarm on this. Actually, a little bit less than lukewarm. Kind of like room temperature to almost cold. I'm going to give a C minus, bordering on D plus. Wow. Because, again, the history of these trades, it doesn't go over well. And you have such a short window to make it work. I don't know that if what Cleveland showed me last year in the play in game is enough to make this work. I get swinging for the fences. I get going for it. I, they have a championship window. But with everybody stacked against you in the East, Boston isn't going anywhere. Milwaukee's not going anywhere. Miami's not going anywhere. Brooklyn might. But those three other teams, you're the fourth at that table. You got the shortest straw. You better catch them all on a right day for you to for, for, for things to work out for you. Because I don't see this team, again, getting anywhere past the fifth seed this year. And at best, if Brooklyn implodes and Durant and, and Kyrie are off this team in January or, or next year, I don't see them going past the fourth seed and barely hanging in in, in the second round. That's my that's just that's my take. That's my opinion. Nick, it's been a while since we've done this. Yes. Um Tell the people what you got going on, where they can find you, all that. Soon find me in Nashville, because I will be moving there next week. Um, uh, you can find me on social medias at Nick Parodies, you know, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, all that good stuff. Follow the bad ideas at the underscore bad underscore ideas underscore on Instagram. That's my band. Um, we're going to be putting out new music. So I've, I've been sidetracked with this car stuff and moving stuff. We will be hmm. having out soon. Um, I teased, of course, 
Uh, I've teased um, Love and Other Disasters the last time I was on here. It is out now. So, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, I can't wait to, I can't wait to get started down there. It's going to be, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm living two blocks from Vanderbilt. So wow. it's going to be a, a lot of fun time. Yeah, it, it should be. I mean, go hang out with the, uh, the Vandy baseball team. They get after it. Yes. So, um, and you guys are all like, I have a nice couch that you all can sleep on. So come down and visit. I definitely want to go to Nashville. It's on the short list of places I want to go. Since since you're going to be down there, it is definitely, uh, it's definitely even more on the short list. It, it's actually leapfrogged Austin as the number one place I want to go. So I will definitely make the trek down there. We will definitely do a podcast down there in uh, yeah. wherever. Um, we, we might even do one in the car. Just set up set it up in the charger that you just got, and, and we could do one front and back seat. You It's your car, so I'll give you the front seat. But, um, Nick, thank you so much for coming on short notice. Uh, football season is almost upon us. We have week one of the college football season this Saturday, two days from today. Backyard brawl tonight. It's fine. Backyard ball, brawl tonight, Pitt and uh, West Virginia. I can't I, – I'm so conflicted on who I want in that game because I have family who went to Pitt, but I love Pat McAfee and what they represent down there in West Virginia. Um, go Mountaineers, go – let's go drink some beers. But I also I, – I also love the Pitt Panthers, so I can't – I don't know. I'm torn, but – I have a Pitt Panthers sweatshirt, so I have to go Panthers. All right. I'll For the sake – I'm sorry to my family in Pittsburgh. For the sake of this podcast, I'm going Mountaineers tonight. Okay. Um, we will. I don't know exactly when wrapping up season five, four is coming out. Question mark. Um, but we will definitely try to do some uh some wrapping ups throughout the football season, throughout the college season, because it is going to be a doozy of a football season. I am not fully prepared. For football, I will be when I sit down at noon for uh, for the Michigan game on Saturday. But, Nick, again, thank you so much for doing this. Uh, best of luck with all of the moving situations and, and everything that comes with that. I will talk to you soon, and uh, be easy, my friend, all right? Take care, Joe. On this side of the coin, out the fake Jay Leo on Twitter, jdottisports.blogspot.com, and of course, this podcast. And if you've reached this point, please like, subscribe, share this podcast with anybody who you see fit. If you're new to the show, download the show. It means more to the show than you know. Podcasts, again, will be sporadic. They will be all over the map. Um, you might, in some cases, get a wrapping up and a picks pod in the same pod um, during football season, but the picks will be back. Wrapping up will be back. Uh, occasional Yankee podcasts will be back. There's a lot to talk about with the Yankees. So, uh, yeah, uh, again, I don't know when the next time I will be talking to you. But until then, it's closing time. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Peace.